0: British Camps had an Armanic weekend at Alton Park, and the Azerbaijan Grand Prix at Baku had its usual lead car drama, But if you're leading that race, you're guaranteed not to win it by the end. Yeah. It's just, it happens every year. you got a chance to win that, and it's not the final corner, you're not winning it.
1: Yeah, couldn't agree more.
0: As you just heard, I'm joined my Nick on this episode, and also Tom, who is unusually quiet. Hello, Hello.
2: well, so far... <laughs>
0: What are we doing first this week then? F1 or Touring Cars? Touring Cars. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Touring Cars. Touring Cars it is. We are a democracy here. So it was Brits Touring Cars from Alton Park for rounds 10, 11, and 12. Another split TV day with rounds one and, well, races one and two on ITV and STV before switching to ITV4 for race three.
2: I forgot the whole STV thing. Is that what it? That's what ITV is in Scotland, correct? Yeah. But it's, is it identical? But you've got some local programming mix, in the mix.
0: Yeah, we have local news and local programming <laughs> and worse
2: adverts, basically. Nice.
0: Yeah, we've always got to put an, an S in front of stuff for properly brand as Scottish. Mm. We can't just import something from England. It's not like us. <laughs> but yeah, we had an hour split day. So did everyone's TV box cope with the change?
1: Sort of. Yes. Mine's dead. Mine did, but then I realised that there was a power cut, so I only got half of the one on ITV4. So I missed the third race, but I managed to get it off the ITV hub.
2: Right, so I don't think it was a problem with the recording per se, but it jinxed my box. (coughs) (laughs) And I got no recordings from the day at all. Mm. Uh, You know, and I had both on series record, because the actual device died during the day. So, coincidence, I think. Yeah. But, um... So then I, I used ITV Hub, mm-hmm. which once you, once you find it, it was there. Yeah. But finding it, I think what you said, Nick, last time was it was called part one and part two. Yeah, it was a bit confusing. And you put in, yeah, and it didn't come up with BTCC as a search. You have to put touring car mm-hmm. or British. But then it is there and it was there in a timely fashion this time round. Yes. Which is great. Unlike the YouTube channel, Insert the Rant Now, which today <laughs> uploaded all the Thruxton highlights. Brilliant. Nice and timely. Yeah, thanks for that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, social media is not... It must be duty rights and things that are not as quick as it should be, but it it is infuriating that you you don't get up-to-date social media and social content in 2022.
2: It's just, Mm -hmm. yeah, there's some... Like, just to clarify, in previous episodes, and probably this one as well, we might have been critical towards some of the coverage. I think it's amazing, the coverage that's provided. Especially because it's free to wear and easy, relatively easy to access, and extensive, so it's amazing. It's just these little smaller details. So, like the content marketing sometimes is a bit off with the YouTube channel, which I think is key in the modern age to keep people engaged. Mm. It's just weird to upload the highlights of Thruxton after Alton Park, but previous rounds have been uploaded in a timely fashion, so it's a bit weird. Mm. Uh, mm. And uh, like, there is an article on the BTC website at the minute, the first one, and the title of it is "Team Hard Colon Alton Park in Quotes." Now, to me, if you want actually people to read it, you would have something like Aaron Taylor Smith colon that third race was mad yeah if yeah. if he did say that, you know it's just little things like that that like the YouTube highlights are uploaded, and like r seven in a hundred s i mean uh, yeah i I don't think using that title space, which is meant to grab you in to click it, I don't think you need to know how long the video is in that title space <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just putting that one out there. I think that's like someone copying and pasting the file name,
1: yeah. Plus, those videos are always just highlights of the wrong things in the race, I've found. They seem yeah. to miss out most of the interesting
2: bits, from my point of view. Yeah, it's very weird. But again, there's free to air coverage live, yeah. and you can watch it on ITV Hub, and there is something at least there, but just the wording of it seems to be very insular, and not what the fan might want to watch. And I've finished now. Sorry about that. You here. I pay more for YouTube every month than I do my TV license, so... Ah, uh, true, yeah, to get, not get the ads and play in the background just stuff like this. 16
0: quid a month. Yeah, yeah, I have that as well. 16. It's very good, but. 16? <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, went back with the Town Cars. Bit of news in the weekend. I heard them saying commentary that the real drive cars have had their boost cut to give them less uh, of an advantage.
2: Wow, I missed that completely. Yeah, I missed that as well, but I saw that with something. Why isn't there an article? Is there an article on the
0: internet with that as a title? I don't know. It's just uh, Tim Harvey said it on commentary. Priority Race 1 starting when the am on the grid. <sighs> From this round going forward, they've had their boost cut.
2: That's controversial. Uh, because there was a front-wheel drive car leading the championship?
0: Yeah, I did. I thought it was a bit strange because I haven't heard people really complaining too much.
2: And just to re So, why cut the boost because that's implying that they're quicker on a straight line but I don't think it, that's the case right why would having rear wheel drive make you quicker on a straight line wouldn't you increase their minimum weight or do something else I, mm-hmm. I know it boosts boost is but when you've got also um, uh, two different engines in the mix amongst the rear wheel drive cars that's very difficult isn't it yeah. I mean they had some good results this weekend and I don't have the figures like they do but mm-hmm. that that we haven't seen a rear-wheel drive boost cut for since ever, or oh, a very long time. Correct. Well, I just uh, googled
0: mm. BTCC boost cut and there was no news stories. But the first thing that came up was Triple Eight were unhappy about a boost cut in two thousand and eleven.
2: Yeah, well, they, they. I mean, uh, oh we should, uh, you know, we're well, not that we have time, but we should uh, write articles about this stuff <laughs> on some sort of website <laughs> because uh, that, that this is important stuff. That okay, mm. they've said it in the commentary, but. If I'm a fan and I want to look it up more for further understanding, I don't believe there is a clear resource at the minute. And, I, and the, the autosport journalist, and uh, motorsport.com journalist, Marcus Simmons, he's really good, and he'll p- publish it in the weekly magazine. That's brilliant. But th- there also needs to be this thing where I can just quickly Google it on a race weekend. Yeah, I fully agree with that.
1: I think the last so, time, didn't they nerf them by changing the gear ratios off the start? But it's
2: been a long yes. time since any boost.
0: Well, I think the M Sport engine got a boost increase early on the year.
2: Yeah, got an increase and then a decrease. Yeah, yeah.
0: But then it just seemed it seemed for what Tev Harvey said anyway, it was all real drive's got a bus cut. But as you see there's nothing on it.
2: We shouldn't be going from just Tim Harvey quotes in commentary. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm not don't wanna I'm not bashing Tim Harvey, but I'm just saying there needs to be some extra detail to that. Uh so that we you know, if you're if you've got how many hours of coverage during the day on TV yeah. to expect everybody to watch every single second of that. Is a bit unreasonable. Um, so whether there's like a clearer news bulletin thing on the web- BCC website or something that we're not missing, or is there a forum post somewhere? E- either way, that, that hopefully easier said than done. But there could be more journalists involved. But then that's money and time, and I don't, I don't yeah. know how it works. <laughs> like, that's mad. It's just mad that just the rear-wheel drive cars have just had the boost cut there. I'm reacting live to this. I'm rambling on, but it's just it seems very weird to me. Yeah, it and does. you said there, Nick, that they changed the gear ratios. I also think they also changed. As well, something in the engine management software to limit them offline. Yeah. But, uh, now, we'd have to go away and research that, but I think it's been a combination of the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, well, I'll think about that some more. Maybe we'll think about it in another podcast. That's two long rambles for me to start right. with. I'll back down.
0: On the qualifying then, and probably the big news from there is there was an incident between Tom Chilton and Jake Hill, which picked up some penalty points for Chilton. Tom, I think you're the only one of us that's
2: seen it. So Well, deservedly so. <laughs> um, because Chilton just came out of the pit lane and drove into Hill side by side while Hill was on a flying lap. Ah. And, at, at the, yeah, and they both went off onto the grass uh, and obviously filled the radiators up and damaged the splitters and all that jazz. Uh, in the midst of Hill on a flying lap as well. So, not ideal. Must have been in a blind spot, but he just pulled straight out of the pit straight into him.
1: Yeah, that's not good at all, is it? No,
2: far from ideal.
1: So I think that was
0: two penalty points for Cheltenham for that, and Hill ended up 15th, so I can of explains how he was struggling a little bit. And qualifying, no, it was Ingram took paul where Rory Butcher second, Dan Lloyd third, and Morgan fourth. So a little bit mixed up at the front, so hmm. I don't know if the hybrid yep. was responsible for that, but it's a bit, a bit different up top.
2: Yeah, I think there was a couple of red flags, but I don't think they really affected uh, people's pace too much. Uh, there was uh, sort of in the middle... Uh, oh, was it five minutes in? Perfect, broke down. And uh, I don't know if you saw it during the race, but he, when he got out of the car, he was doing it in qualifying as well. He, went, he was trying to get the crowd going by cheering and stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it mm. started in qualifying, that did.
0: Oh, the commentator was <laughs> to <after> have him.
2: Because <laughs> it looked like he binned it in one of the races, although yeah. we didn't see a replay. And he was then going to the crowd, Whoo! Yeah, let's go for yeah. it. I mean, yeah. People I can were, see both points.
0: People were racing past them, and as the commentator says, well, Rick Parfitt's clapping at anyone I couldn't see, basically. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> at least in uh, qualifying, you know, everything was stopped. It was under red flags, and so it was, you know, giving the people who were there something to cheer for, I suppose, but it's a bit, it's a bit odd. <laughs> and then the session ended with Moffat off and a red flag, but there was no replay as to if it was a crash or a technical. Mm. I wasn't too sure. Um, but the the main thing, which didn't come up in the races, thank God, was laps were getting deleted. For track limits coming out of the final corner, if you go over the curb there, yes, uh, and uh, at Lodge. But what was happening was the commentary team were not getting the information as to who did what when. The system mm-hmm. wasn't working. Yeah. So basically, they'd be like, "Oh God, a Shedden's in twenty fourth position. That's really strange at this point in the session. Well, he might have had a lap deletion, but we're not sure." <laughs> yeah. So very difficult for the commentators, but uh, anyway, that doesn't really count so much during the race day. So it was fine.
0: Race one, then uh, Ingram got a good start off the line, but Rory really Butcher challenging him round the outside. Uh, Tom manages to keep the lead. That's basically it for the for the race one. No, yeah, uh, it was pretty like it was like that every race. The leader keeps the lead into turn one, and then that's it. You're looking behind them for any action at that point.
2: Certainly up front, yeah. Hmm. There was all sorts of action in the mid-pack in this race, but you're right, certainly at the front. Not much going on.
0: No. robot went backwards at the start, and Ash Sutton managed to get ahead of Adam Morgan after a little bit of rubbing to take fourth. Uh, Bobby Thompson then has bodywork rubbing in the front right wheel. Smoke just falling around for about three or four laps. And then Jake Hill picks up big front end damage after big contact. I think it was at the hairpin, and I'm, I'm not 100% oh, sure,
1: but I thought it was George Gamble he hit. I believe, from memory, it was Stephen Jelly. Was it? Yeah, Stephen Jelly. Yeah. yeah, but I think he also said that he was hit from behind. Ah, uh, but when yeah. He, so in this safety car say...
2: period, he said that, didn't he? Oh yeah,
1: I mean, that's when it was. I knew I'd heard it somewhere. I think it was but saying it was Plato. When you watch it,
2: <laughs> when you watch it back, it's a bit mm. like, it's really strange. Hill leaves a big gap to Jelly. Mm. It's almost like he's braked a little bit extra early, and so Plato sort of in the back of him, but not in a big hit. Yeah. He's just sort of gradually pushing him towards the apex. And then <laughs> yes. all of a sudden Hill just goes, bam! So, I don't know if there's a bit of 50-50 there, but uh, certainly there was contact between all three vehicles, and Hill's car looked a bit worse for wear.
1: Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> I
2: was surprised it kept going.
0: Yeah. yeah. A big damage. Hill was keen in the wars this weekend as well. We um, end up side by side with Sam Osborne I think just after this incident, going through the chicane, and I was bumping through the middle of it, and Osborne ended up on the grass.
3: Mm.
2: Yeah.
0: That chicane was a bit messy this weekend.
1: It was quite a bit, wasn't it? I think that might have something to do with the hybrid, um, Mm. because people were getting alongside a bit more than they used to, so there was a bit more side-by-side.
2: Yeah, maybe that's true.
0: Ashan then tried to go around the outside of Jake Hill at the hairpin. And there's contact, and then Ashan goes off around the other circuits there, the, yeah. the, the international circuit. Uh, it was
2: which, a rallycross joker lap, wasn't it? it was. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit of sakuba. <laughs> he,
0: he recovered it well and found a bit of track. Mm. Took out a couple of floppy markers. That,
2: yeah, but he got the apex. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: It was a great line, and it brought him right side by side with someone else to fight. But I think it was
2: two positions out of all that. It managed to slow it down sideways and not mm. spin, and yeah, like I say, grab the marker boards. It was quite impressive, yes. really.
1: And avoiding the tires on the uh, the end. Yeah, because they stick out a bit, don't they? Yeah, he was quite close to them, but.
0: Dexter Patterson and then her pal George try to go side beside the chicane, just contact, and go into the second part of it, and Dexter Patterson gets spun into the grass. Hashtag yeah. Gamble fault for this one. It was like, When you're riding on board, I think, with J. Edwards behind, it was like George has a moment in the middle of the corner, which yeah. sends him into Dexter.
2: Yeah, I thought um, it was definitely Gamble's fault, but he was a bit unfortunate in that he got a snap of oversteer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, it's his fault of error of judgment to go in there too quick on the shallow line to get the oversteer, but yeah. it wasn't like a ram up the back or push off a position, was it? It was uh, accidental.
0: No. And then we got a safety car. After Adam Morgan gets spun, heading up the hill out of the final corner after contact with Gordon Sheridan. Sheridan tags his rear right wheel, sends him into barrier. Shedden gets a free place penalty and three penalty points applied to this race. What did you think of it? It was one of those where he was trying, to, well, to me he was trying to get the cut back, but Adam was taking a shallow line, so he can't.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, it's one of those... It- it looks much worse than it's intended to be anyway it's just a small mm. contact but then on a rear wheel drive car like that you can't touch the rear quarter it's just going to go but it's definitely Shedden's fault.
2: In the in the post-race interview on which I have ultimate sympathy for because if you've been in a controversial incident and then you've got so many people live viewers mm-hmm. and Louise Goodman asking you the question what else are you going to say right? but he said like oh there's a new rule this year because if you have any point of overlap people can't squeeze. Mm. Interesting new rule. But I don't think that's happened here. I don't think Adam Morgan's even exited the corner before the first tap. Yeah. I don't think it's even got to the straight part. And then obviously then he just keeps I don't know if he keep, if the data shows he keeps his foot in, but it certainly doesn't back off uh, a lot. Mm. So but it's the first tip, it's the first tip yeah, like Colin says you can't do anything if there's a, a nudge on a rear wheel drive car. But it but it was Still, as Adam Morgan still exiting the corner, so uh, I thought yeah. it was really dirty, to be honest. And mm. and but I'll tell you what I thought thought was really weird. It was a big impact, but those wheels look straight, didn't they? Not on that BMW. Yeah. And I was like, could it carry on? <laughs> it got straight out, and I thought, oh, that's weird. Maybe the front left's fallen off. But then when you saw it like being picked up and put on the truck, mm. it wasn't. But I'm wondering then, you know, if there was like a, a warning on the dashboard or. The steering arm was broken, but you couldn't see it. So, But it was I just thought it was, visually it was very odd. The car mm. looked intact.
1: It went quite hard uh, nose first into the barrier, and I think he it said did, it shut yeah. the
2: engine off. But I can't remember ah. where, I, where I heard that. Right, good one. That would ma- explain it then.
1: I may have made that up. Because I don't remember <laughs> it, it, hearing, could've... but it just rings a bell.
0: Yeah. It's, it's even a I think, later yeah. on as well pretty much the exact same thing happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it yeah. seemed to be the guy behind him was trying to get the cut back, but the guy in front decided not to use all the road and exit, as he's allowed to do. Yeah. So, that's what led to the contact in both instances, but it's up to the guy behind at that point to recognise, I need to lift off the throttle here, yeah, because, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because you're, you're, I'm just going straight into him.
1: Yep. Yeah, exactly.
0: Jack Butel was then reprimanded for an incident with Nick Powell, is, Will. It Will, Will. Nope. <laughs> no. is it Nick? It well, Will. No. It's Will Powell. Nick Powell was uh,
1: a footballer. Or is a footballer.
0: Is he? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he gets three man for instance, with Powell. Powell retards big damage. And uh, it, was, it was this incident was the same as the... the is this episode. the same race? Is this the right race? Yeah. Yeah, same race. Exact same incident. Oh, uh, right. Wow. So Powell didn't get a good penalty or anything. Um, or tail, sorry. Didn't get a penalty, good penalty or anything, but he did get two points. Um, I don't think he was in the points, so that's maybe why he didn't get a, a good penalty, but Shedden was yeah. three out of this. Uh, he just got two points.
2: I think, well, well Shedden got a podium from it. Yeah. And yeah. someone else retired. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's uh, like, oof, it does look I, a bit weird if you if you leave that podium stand, I think.
0: Yeah, I think that's where you
2: go at the positions, whereas
0: Butel the only got the points.
2: I thought Patel was, was at fault again and but mm. Powell went in even harder than the BMW. That mm. car was a wreck.
1: Yeah.
0: Dan Lloyd then tries to make a, a semi-lazy move on Butcher which uh, just allows Sutton to get up the inside of the hairpin hold it down straight and then let the chicane keep the position. It was one of those, it was a, it was a half move and it just allowed mm-hmm. half a metre on the inside of the kerb which you don't do when Ash Sutton's behind you.
1: Nah, he will take it regardless yeah yeah it was a forceful pass but it was perfectly fair
2: yep i think lloyd unfortunately just went backwards through this race um, mm. a brilliant qualifying result uh he was said in his uh blog afterwards of vlog that they had an issue with the brake pads and so he was sort of struggling with that through the race and mm. they wish they would have kept the same brake pads they used uh on the day before in practice and qualifying but you know, I, don't, I suppose i don't really know how much of that is accurate or not i wasn't driving the car but he, set, he mm. kept sort of running wide at the hairpin a few times and at, at the yeah. nickerbrook uh, chicane area didn't he go off there as well once so mm-hmm. I, but sometimes i thought it was it was just trying to make a interesting move that just didn't work like you said colin
0: yeah yeah it was a uh, yeah you're right he went backwards Shame got past him uh you're right cut the chicane when car mission took him were trying to get past him so yeah he just went backwards.
1: A great qualifying. The rest of the weekend was horrible. Yep. Yeah, I mean he even got fastest lap in this race as well, didn't he? Sorry. Um, so he had pace.
2: Some of the car positioning was just a bit odd. Mm.
0: Yeah, probably just not used to run at the front with those guys. Yeah, true. Ash Hand then retires, um Sutton and Butcher then clash and have a oh, squabble through the first sector, which would Ash Sutton through for a second. And then Shedden made a Opportunistic pass, uh to take Fordon Road at the hairpin from Butcher, but also lost it after the race.
3: Mm.
0: Moffat and Jake Hill have a great fight, rubbing all the way through the first and second sectors, and Ian Moffat came out on top in on that one. And that was it. End of race one. Uh, any for you guys.
2: I just want to say that uh, the Butcher Sutton battle. I felt like Butcher was clever enough. They were side by side for a few corners, and so basically conceded. Down to the hairpin in order to keep a podium but then still went wide <laughs> <laughs> yeah he was like oh I'm going to fall by and i shut on here I've given up right oh no but I've still missed my breaking point and that's gave the opportunity for Shedden to stick a nose in so bad timing bad manoeuvre but uh, yeah, it didn't matter in the end anyway yeah yeah.
3: There
1: yeah was so also, um, sorry Connie there was also the uh, gamble watch yeah
2: Gamble watch. I like how he said that.
1: Gamble. <laughs> um <laughs> don't
2: know what that accent was.
1: Uh, yeah, all mine Sorry. He he did not have the best of races, or indeed weekends, and he finished
2: eighteenth. Well there was that contact with Patterson early on which mm-hmm. and he was driving around a car which uh, seemed to have half the bodywork missing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so it was Ingram Sutton, butcher on the podium, talking camera, Sheridan ended up six, Lloyd, white held on at seven, despite all these uh, best efforts to lose it. Robottom ended up 9th with Collard 10th. So it was the first time I've seen Collard really have a decent race for a while. Pleasing, very pleasing. Mm. Yeah, I thought that. And Aidan Moffat recovered to 12 I'd say the last week I like to speak about him. Mm. Now I want to speak about him less because this weekend went alright.
2: <laughs> no, it's been a terrible season so far, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah. this weekend was very good. Yep. Comparatively.
0: Yep. Yeah. Perfect was last on the road. Half a second mind the next car, so he must have it at some point that we didn't see. So, on to race two. Yep. Great start again from Ingram, keep the leads, and well, that's it for the win.
1: Yeah, was really no fights.
0: <laughs> yeah. Same as race one as well. Robot has an odd terrible start and ends up on the grass, so he, ends up, he has to pit.
2: That is nerfed by Thompson in that maneuver. Mm. That's why he's on the grass. Mm. Uh, I watched it back and there's definite contact there. It but he was very slow up to that point, actually. Sorry. He seemed like he uh, ran right, wide through cascades, lost a couple of positions, then that put him in the position where Thompson was right behind. So there was an element of his own downfall there. Yeah. Well, it
0: was two bad starts, so I wonder if there was an mm. issue. Mm. Yeah, Moffat made a great start. He managed to get around the outside he had a few cars at turn one and then going down the hill and then in the hairpin. He managed to pick up another two, I think. Yeah, it was lovely. So great start from Moffitt, Just stuck on the outside and avoided all the trouble. Duncan then puts Rory Butcher under a few, a bit of pressure for a few laps. Then on lap eight, Colin takes the outside the line of the hairpin. Butcher expects him to try and cut back so defends a tight exit but Duncan just drives around the outside of him.
2: Yeah, lovely. I loved that. Yeah, it was brilliant, wasn't it? it, it very really, very clever. He really mugged Rory off there, didn't he? Mm. Yeah, it, it didn't look good for Butcher, but I could see what Butcher was trying to do, and I probably would have done the same. But yeah, he like double buffed, triple buffed him.
0: Well, even Tim Harvey, who was like, commentating the movie, was going, "Oh, Colin's going to duck up the inside here," and mm-hmm. and then he was like, "Oh no, no, he's not." So I think he might smart. have said
2: "champions pass" again, this is a new expression.
0: <laughs> yeah. How many champions are on the grid then? So, there's
1: four. Shedden, Sutton, Turkington, Plato. Plato. I feel like there's another one, but there probably isn't.
2: Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, if he
0: uses it on any one other than those four, we're allowed to bash him for it. Mm. If he uses it for them, then we'll accept it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that was a really, really nice move. Holly Jackson and George Gamble then have a moment and exit of the final corner as we're riding live on board with Jay Edwards. I think he's is touching both of them end up in the grass, which always Edward f- passed them both.
2: Mm. Oh, that was awkward, wasn't it? Yeah. Was that? Yeah. Was Gamble on the outside? Yes. Mm-hmm. I feel like Ali Jackson moved a bit left and then they got tangled.
0: Yeah. This was probably the quietest race out of the three. Yeah. Oh, definitely. yeah, definitely. Yeah. There wasn't too much else happened. Um Gordon Chen didn't get up the inside of Dan Camish at the hairpin. And because Camish
2: ran wide, though, didn't he? A slight mistake from Dan again mm-hmm. there. He'll get there, but not
0: ideal. Yeah, he ran a bit wide, and then Chen pushed past him. A couple of bashes on the way past. Oh, fair enough. I was, when I watched it back, if I found a few times to see if it was deliberate with Dan. Maybe he was trying to you know, V off the corner, but you just don't do that. Uh, nah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what you mean, but it definitely looked like he just uprights himself slightly.
0: Yeah. Good recovery for Shannon. Uh Hill's really quick. Josh Cook's making moves and then all of a sudden just stops. So Hill comes mm. through and passed on both and gets himself back up to seventh after a disappointing
1: race one. And poof. that's all I've got for race two. There wasn't much else. Pretty much. I mean, I was quite disappointed in Josh Cook's performance on this one in that I thought he would push on a little bit more after getting some hybrid back but it just seems not to
2: have the car set up for the track more than yeah. anything but else according to the commentary and no articles online or interviews are uh, potentially uh, talking about a lack of straight line speed but I feel like it's car set up related hmm. and what I would say in this race was Adam Morgan was a man possessed yeah coming from the back up to was it 16th at the end he did play to around yeah. the outside near the end yeah. And it's worth noting, actually, from the first in qualifying and the first race, he was the top BMW until the moment. Yeah. Uh, so that's actually a very, very positive performance, even though the result wasn't there. No. It's not yeah. been many times he's been top, being top BMW. That's all. It, without reverse grids and such.
3: Mm.
0: No, and he took his reverse grid when superb yeah. last week. And yeah, you're yeah, yeah. right. All three races, he was always involved and. He came out on top in most battles he was in. So only only changed the results in this race was that Tucken took third instead of Butcher in this one. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, we but... should do a Ball Watch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Before that you've got Gamble Watch.
1: Yes. Oh yeah. Same again. Hey Dave <laughs> uh, No,
2: it's not called Ball Watch, is it? What's it called? Ball Ball Gate. Ball Gate. Mm. You Ball Gate was fine Yeah, there was the same number of balls. It's fine. Although, Dom Ingram picked it out. And he picked out number 12.
1: Yes. He he looks very happy about that. (laughs) (laughs) He was humming it up. Mm. Yeah.
0: So, that put Stephen Jelly on pole, with Aaron Moffat second, Ricky Cord, third and Josh Cook fourth for the third race of the day. Race three, you can normally expect a bit of chaos and carnage and this one delivered. Jelly got away from well from Moffat and the first two were pretty comfortable in their positions. Um, Hill ends up wide at turn one and then goes straight on at the hairpin. Did he get a bump, do you think?
1: I couldn't it, see. It was odd, I don't... I didn't see any kind of bump, but I don't know if running wide had done something to the car or not, because he, he carried on, I think, didn't
0: he? Yeah, well, he, he carried on rejoined on hmm. last, but it just the car just didn't stop. Yeah, it seemed really odd. Very strange. And then there was a big crash for the weekend. Mm. On the straight after the hairpin, you've got Ricky Collard with Josh Cook behind them, pressurising them. Ricky's getting alongside Dan Lloyd. Lloyd then moves across on Ricky. Ricky's right on the white line, so he's as far over as he can go. Mm-hmm. Lloyd comes across the front of him, which spins him into barriers. and then bounces back on the track, where he's collected by Turkington. So the front end of his cars smashed and then cars scattered everywhere. you got Michael Creese takes to the grass and ends up colliding with uh, gets <laughs> a Lloyd, mm. miles off on the grass. Just really bad luck to end up hitting him. Uh I think Ingram goes onto the grass and has to pit, Sutton yeah. goes on the grass and has to pit. So there's cars everywhere and there's two cars smashed up and Michael Creese has had a weeding as mm. well for for his troubles, which is a shame. Huge crash. Turns out Lloyd is relatively okay. Bruised, I think, it's a bruised ribs and a bruised lung.
1: Bruised lung, which sounds horrible to be honest, but it, mm. I assume that will heal relatively
2: quickly.
0: Yep, and swollen knackers as well. Yeah, it that bruised. was
1: my quote of the weekend.
2: <laughs> Nobody wants that. No. Relatively yeah. short turnaround till the next round as well. So mm. there's a lot of work to be done for both the B&W and the Hyundai teams.
0: Yeah, don't quote me on it, but I'm sure I've seen it somewhere that was over 200 grand worth of damage.
2: I wouldn't doubt that. Yeah. The, both the front ends where the engines are just wrecked.
0: But what did you think of the incident?
2: do not I move across? I mean, yeah. Ricky Collard's got an overlap. And actually, to quote Gordon Sheddon now, if there's this rule where if you've got an overlap, you can't squeeze, then I'm afraid mm-hmm. that was violated. But the stewards on our uh, clock of the course are not going to do anything until the next round because it was race three. There's a surprise. Yes.
1: <laughs> That's when the stewards have gone home. Um, yeah. yeah, it was clearly Dad's fault. It seems mean to say it after what happened to him, but you know, he did move over when there wasn't room to do so.
2: It's um, hard racing, and maybe it would have got away with it somewhere else, but yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't quite work there. And you don't, the, the, you don't want grass in the radiator as we've seen all weekend so collard's not gonna completely back out of it he no. also has someone right behind him and uh, it yes. reminded me of uh, <clears throat> 1999 jason plato was forced off here by james thompson in a rather rude manner although this had far worse consequences because mm. dan speared back across and i felt turkey was hapless and one interesting thing in his quote was and i always forget this that he can make a right-hand drive or a left-hand drive car in BTCC, which I think yes. is really unique mm-hmm. in the rule set. And uh, he was just behind, was it Dan Kamish? Who, by the way, if you watch yes. Dan Kamish, he, I, he, I don't know how he avoided that. There isn't a gap between him, his car and Lloyd's car. It's wild. Mm.
1: Yeah, I think it was him and Ingram, wasn't it, that sort of split and left Turkington there. What uh, do you
2: think, Colin?
0: Yeah, just you. You guys said Funk Lloyd moved across. Just I feel sorry for Turkington mostly over because that's it ruined the race and it's expensive damage from mm. the end of his car. So that, that was a bit of a shame for him.
2: I've seen a still still image from Sidon. Actually, it's on the Dan Lloyd YouTube channel because uh, he has to show the incident from like fan footage because of rights. Fair enough. And there's a picture when the actual impact happens and Turkington's head. Is almost in his lap the the force Oof, yeah. of, of the incident, you know, and that's ne- never good for someone's neck or back or anything, is it?
1: Yeah, because we've said about Dan Lloyd, Turkington escaped injury as well. I think he was just bruised. Yeah, but, uh,
2: they were both checked out, weren't they? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think Dan Lloyd had to go to hospital just to, just to have checked on ribs and lung
2: CT scan and all this. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: there's all the sport are reporting that they, um, there might be doubts over. Lloyd competing the rest of the year, just mostly due to the finances. So I think he was going to have a meeting with the team this week and discuss how they go forward. Mm.
2: I think it all depends on how much it's going to cost to repair because you have, or most drivers would have, within their budget, they they obviously have the cost to run the car, but then they also have an allocated, a a rough amount for damage each year. Then you find the sponsorship that covers it all. But if that takes up the full damage budget for the year... Mm -hmm then that's that's going to be tricky. So you might be able to run again, but under fear of no incidents, which is never good mentally, is it? Because you sort of... I suppose you want to go out there and d- attack.
1: Well, yeah. Plus, you don't know if it's um, a case of rebuilding that car or having to build up a new shell. I'm not sure how much of, the, mm. of that's been damaged.
2: I mean, it's a, it's a massive hit.
1: I mean, the cynical part of me says, we'll just give him Butel's car, but, you know, that's not... <laughs> how it works is it because everyone has their sponsors not. for their own drives.
2: And um, interestingly, a previous round having Throxston uh according to the commentary, because that's what we've got to go from, Dan Lloyd was potentially querying is there a chassis strength difference between his and Ingram's car? Well, there definitely mm. will be now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do hope that it doesn't affect his running for the whole season. Cuz uh he's just starting to come good in that car as well.
2: Yeah, this was a very positive weekend until that. I mean, we've mm. said in the races have gone backwards, but to get a fastest lap to qualify up there, it's still promising, isn't it?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So it will be investigated
0: in the next round at Croft because, as you say, the stewards are gone at that point. It must be, It must be good being a BTCC steward. You just sack yeah. it off halfway through the day.
2: Actually, there was one thing for race three, which is really weird. I don't know if either of you saw it. For uh, Ash Hand. Yeah, I didn't see driving. what he did. Driving in a manner deemed to be potentially dangerous. I don't know what that could be. Yeah, he got a rift man and two penalty points, but didn't see what he did. It was definitely not on camera, and there's no further description. Yeah. yeah it's very weird, isn't it? Um, it's such a weird description. Yeah. Could it be under safety car or something? I don't know. Um,
1: th- I'll tell you what, actually. I-, I don't know if it was in this race or not, but did he not cut the chicane at one point with Bobby Thompson? In the commentary they said it was Crease, but it was Hash Oh, man.
3: I had
2: a note here. Hang on a minute.
1: Um But then that I think that's the one where he had to retire, so that would have been race one. Uh
2: yeah, I thought it would be race one because didn't there was a shot of him getting out of the car, cleaning the grass out on his own, wasn't
1: there? Yeah, and then the brakes and I, the but that's
2: not driving, is it? That's just sort of being dangerous at the side of the track. I just wonder
1: because um if it's the incident I'm thinking it was, he... Could have made the corner, but he decided to chase across the grass because the other car had gone that way, is what it looked like to me.
2: I feel like that was a different race. Yeah, so do I. But that's
1: the only thing I can think of that would be potentially. Mm.
2: I had something down here Thompson and hand overtake briefly under the safety car. Ah, yeah. Got ah. to do with that then? Tom- Thompson had a banner on the front of his car, didn't he? He, didn't. Uh, he yes. slowed down and someone overtook him. And I Mm -hmm. think it was hand, but then it sped back up again. (laughs) Well, he
0: he slowed down to try and drag the banner across the grass. Mm. So, if that's why Ash Hand got a penalty, I think that's a bit harsh because the car in front of him basically parked. Yeah,
2: I agree, but we we don't know. Where can I speculate? But that's the only thing I had there that I thought, ah, that's weird. Um, But he did really slow down, but he didn't stop. So I don't know. Well, I'd love to get clarification on that.
1: Uh, yeah, I was quite interested in Harvey's, what he said during that, when he said, if, if I had that on the front of my car, I think I'd just drive right up to the car in front of me to rub it off. <laughs> it's just like, that would have worked, I think. It would, but is that not slightly dangerous to deliberately hit another car Well, in under a safety under car? A safety
2: car. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, yeah. Uh, that's very different, but remember the time when Gordon Shedden at Stetterson <laughs> deliberately hit a tyre bill to get yes. rid of his front wing? That was brilliant. Slightly different. But that was amazing. Yeah, sorry. So, uh, and during the safety car as well, wasn't the Hill and Sutton arguing? Yeah. Uh, yeah and overtaking Sutton, each other and re- re- returning serve? And I thought, that, yeah. well, that's interesting.
0: Yeah, that was Sutton coming out the pits and, yeah, Jake wasn't for giving them up the position.
2: Mm. Well, well, neither of them were.
0: No. No. <laughs> no. I don't know. I don't know how... The, I don't know if was investigated or anything came to that, but...
1: No, and and Hill stayed in front of the restart, so I'm assuming that everyone thought
2: that was the correct position. And eventually Thompson does pit and retires. I guess the engine's cooked. Yeah. I I, I think in that scenario, I would have probably stayed out to try and get rid of it by driving over grass and stuff, but I think he might have ended up putting more grass in the front. Mm, True. But also, it just covers up the radiator. It just cooks it. You're going to just pull in straight away, I suppose, in hindsight.
1: Yeah, these cars are very prone to it, aren't they? Any kind of blockage of the radiators, they just die instantly. It feels that.
2: Like. Yeah, I would agree with
0: that. Yeah, uh, back racing then, and um, uh, former teammates and Taylor Smith and Jason Blute, have a little fight. It's uh, going at the front corner, final corner. Uh, I think both of them are rubbing, and that way Morgan get past. Going up to turn one, but then Taylor Smith just pushes him out wide again. Get yeah. his elbows out this weekend to Eversmith, as,
1: as you'd expect. He always gets his elbows out a little bit more when
2: Plato's involved as well, I've noticed. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Mm. Yeah. But but Plato was... lose, lose, lost out big time. Oh, it, yeah. It was really short sighted.
0: He didn't have anything on note this weekend that for him. Just, I don't know
2: if it's lack of confidence again. Seems to make mm. these half moves that then mainly loses three positions. Yeah. Like, if you're going to bump him, bump him properly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But just doing that and then backing out and uh, just means you lost momentum and everybody else went through.
3: Hmm.
0: Dixon Patterson and Jade Edwards are there bashing each other up, going through the hairpin, and heads ends up with Jade Edwards off wide, who loses a few places. And then J- George Gabbell goes off with a puncture through going towards turn two. I don't know, Carl Nibs. So. For turn two, he ends up with a puncture
1: and he's straight off and just parts the car. Mm. Yeah, no idea why, I was assuming there was contact somewhere.
0: Yeah, didn't see it, so didn't show it not show on TV. Then, well, we got a bit of a fight between Dan Camish and Aaron Morgan. Uh gets a little bit squirrely in a couple of the laps where mm. Camish wound across in the braking zone. Luckily for him, gets away with it and manages to keep the position. But yeah, I'll, I'll level up front.
2: Still amazing that Morgan's up there in that position considering what happened in race one.
0: Yeah. But yeah. You, you don't get the I'm not sure the hybrid system's really working in the way
1: that they hoped. In terms of Certain, like the um balanced performance style.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. As based as we've seen this weekend and I think last weekend, whoever's we some poll apart from if your name's Jason Plato on the <coughs> front row, you're, you're going to win. Um, yeah. And then you've had Ingram win two in a row, and then Jelly winning for Paul. Good win for Jelly, and great for Aidan Moffat at the podium as well.
1: Yeah.
2: But, yeah, superb drive from Jelly. and just want to clarify that maybe we spurred him on? Possibly. <laughs> we're, we're taking credit. <laughs> yeah, always.
1: Yes. We are the Jason Plato to his Tom Ingram.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've not really had in the past six races real big fights for the lead.
3: Mm. It's
0: been a bit. It's been a uh, bit. It's pure. I, I'm not going to argue with that, but yeah. it's it's not it's not as manic as it was at the front last season or season prior.
1: Yeah, it's definitely yeah, uh, the uh, quietest uh, Alton Park I've seen for a little while in terms of overall excitement. What was there was good. But yeah, there was a little bit of a downward trend in the actual
2: excitement. I just hope there's not an overreaction to this. Oh, yeah. All right, the last <laughs> thing we need is uh, the next round two tacon pans coming back. Or yeah. double the hybrid boost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing with the hybrid booster is, I don't suppose we know if it's technically possible that it can be boosted up in its current format. You know, do they need to have a bigger battery to recoup more? Mm-hmm. So then, or can it be turned on a dial? It could be at its maximum oomph at the minute for all we know uh, so you know initial thoughts I think what we were discussing last episode was oh well maybe they should boost it up a bit but we don't know if that's possible and also I just think yeah it is the purest form like you say of mm. British touring car racing we've had for generations is it exciting enough not sure but I'm still enjoying it and I'm still it's just a bit more subdued yeah and people who are sponsoring cars 15th down have less chance than ever of getting a podium result yeah, and therefore sure. coverage, and therefore if they're not getting coverage, do they get sponsored again next year? Therefore, will we see diminished grid sizes next year and the year after if there's less chance of being on TV? Which might not be a bad thing, but if you just have 20 amazing cars on the grid, but still.
0: Mm. Yeah, and it feels a little bit quieter at the back as well. You know, I had that pack of cars last year that they always could cut to, that were always fighting, and it was like <laughs> Edwards yeah. and neat and everyone. That's a good um, thing that
2: that's not there though. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, but uh, at least if there's nothing at the front, you had that. Like, I thought, I thought the midfield was exciting this this mm. weekend, but at the back, like, I don't remember ever seeing Nick Hamilton. Only seen Rick Parfitt when he was on the side of the road. So you know,
1: like, true. Yeah. Those those guys on the same have the same fate. Yeah. Last year they mentioned Nick Hamilton in commentary, but I don't remember seeing the car once.
2: Yeah. Same. I think he's actually been a bit quicker this year. Yeah. I think I think he's ahead of Parfitt. And therefore, that's maybe why there's not so much battling on. it. I yeah,
0: think. It could Powell,
2: Boutel, yeah, they they are right. They're a bit more spaced out, aren't they? Or maybe he's just behind them. I'm looking at the results here, but yeah.
1: I'd say as well, Dexter Patterson had a good scrap going on with Jake Hill at one point. Mm.
2: Yeah, know, and you want to see that, good. don't you? Yeah, yeah. That, that was because he might not be used good. to the car, but he just didn't roll over.
1: Yeah. Because I think Jake Hill has already got past him at that point, and he just fought back at him. It was lovely to see, and he's coming along nicely as well, Dexter. I think
2: very sceptical or cynical towards him at the start of the year. I think mm-hmm. I was anyway, and several people online, and he's yeah, proved same. rightfully proved everybody wrong. Mm. He's very very young, isn't he? Youngest is driver on the grid for a long time. Yeah. So he's... you have to also think of the potential as well. for A few seasons under his belt. It's, good, it's looking f- good.
1: It's the fact for me that he's come in. And he's not immediately at the back of the grid like many other drivers who have never raced in touring cars have been. He's getting kind of stuck in straight away.
2: Yep, very good point.
0: Yeah, alright. Um, a good weekend for that team. Mm. Which is hopefully going to help them move up get a bit more performance. Because I've had... I think I made a lot of mistakes themselves and we have set up the car throughout the year. But they've also had a lot of bad luck. Uh, with punctures yeah. and damage. And, but,
2: yeah, but they weren't really up there when those happened either.
0: No, no. no. This was going say, I think we made a lot of mistakes on our own. But this yeah. was a weekend for Aiden, at least, where he got good points and ended up with a second.
2: Oh yeah, superb result. Mm. Congratulations, good to see him back on the podium again.
1: He did fall and back on his old ways a little bit, didn't he, at the beginning of race <laughs> <just> three? Try, <laughs> try and <run> inside <laughs> Yes, to, yeah, for a couple of laps. Laugh but yeah, he, he held him off and then he started putting away again. So,
2: I think I wrote down at some point, yeah, the... The Moffat defence starts, but it was actually yeah. uh, Ollie Jackson who was mainly doing that, wasn't he in this race? Yeah.
0: So the driver standings coming out of Elton Park, Josh Cook's leading, fifteen points ahead of Ingram, and he is eighteen points ahead of Ash Sutton. It's getting a bit. Those top four is getting all a little bit separated for the, the rest as well.
2: Oh, definitely. Well, they're, they're clearly standout top form performers at each race, though. Yeah. So again, it's it's more. Uh, purist, but at least they are in different cars and different teams each. You know, you don't you don't just want like oh every BMW at the top or every Napa Ford.
1: I still think Jake kills him with a shout if things go his way, but you just he just need needs to settle down and come bit. back quickly because, like you say, he's a little bit adrift at the moment. Well, I say a little bit; he's fifty points off the lead, but mm.
2: you've got to be in previous seasons. Quickly. Within the forty-point range with two rounds left, so you're right. Mm-hmm. He's still in contention. Just a bad, bad weekend.
0: Yeah, still six race weekends left to go. Next up is Croft, twenty fifth, twenty sixth of June, before Knockhill a week.
2: Later. Which, as all the commentators will say, it's Dan Lloyd's local track, but he lives closer to Alton Park, and <laughs> I'm very glad that actually Dan Lloyd actually said that at some point during the coverage, during the interviews, like. I think it was yeah. qualifying, like, oh, it's good to get a result at my local circuit in Alton Park. So mm. <laughs> I'm glad he set the record straight on that.
1: Well, oh, yeah, um, there'll be another round of Croft bingo things to go, won't there? <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. Be,
1: it's a rear-wheel drive circuit. Rear-wheel. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Colin Turkington is the king of Croft.
2: Oh, and yes, that's right, yeah.
1: Flappy markers will disappear on lap one.
2: ha <laughs> and the tyre <laughs> stacks round the, halfway around the lap yep. will get smashed if they exist, or is yes. it foam this
1: year? Someone will go in a field. <laughs> uh, it's just all of these things will
2: happen. Yep. Yeah, still looking forward to it. Yeah, I just got. I know we're going long here, but a couple of small points. Rob Collard. Rob Collard. Oh my word! Ricky Collard got a five-second penalty <laughs> at the final race for being ahead of his grid box. I thought five seconds oh, yes, was quite lenient. Lenient in the end, mm. not a drive-through or anything. Um, and the other thing is during commentary because we can't. It's a recurring theme. I'm going to keep saying it. We don't have any other sauce. The Napa ford focus ford foci from uh motorbase have had further development in the last round they had some development but it was not specified what it was in this round there they've done some things to move the weight further back within the chassis so it just goes to show that yes while there are stock parts it's not a spec formula which is often a misconception Mm -hmm. you can do your own development work with such as how the car breathes and also where the weight is distributed within the chassis Mm. because Behind the front subframe, I believe there is freedom to do your own, you know, um, structural rigidity things with the, how the roll cage is integrated and then somehow where the things must be placed within the chassis. I'm not sure. And apparently, they've moved theirs further back. But I don't know if the other motor based cars of Osborne and Jackson also receive these upgrades.
1: Hmm, that's a good point. You would think so because they're all under one banner, but
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's clear better. that the the, the Napa team has got the, the big backing that they need to impress and the, the top two top drivers so maybe they get it first who knows mm. possibly
1: on to
0: Azerbaijan then for the I forgot that this one wasn't always Azerbaijan Grand Prix it started off as a European mm-hmm. I think it's for the sixth race at Baku uh, this year mm. uh, Starting off with qualifying one oh, Stroll crashed which twice Stand
1: mm. standard, yeah,
2: pretty much. Awful weekend. I don't yeah. want to cut too far forward to the race, but I feel like they retired him out of sympathy as well to avoid embarrassment. I don't believe there's a technical <laughs> fault. I think, oh, this guy's a loose cannon round here. Let's pull him in.
0: Yeah, let's save the damage. Uh, vettel also crashed in qualifying, but it was a gentle crash, and he was able to reverse at the barrier with not much damage.
2: Very cleverly, mid-crash, he realised I need to straighten up the wheels and get dead on. So that it's just a, a wing damage.
1: Yeah, this year's front wings seem much more resilient than previous ones, where they don't have all the furniture, as they call it,
2: all over them. I don't like that expression. Not no, really me neither. <laughs> furniture, is it? It's more addendums, maybe? Or hmm. appendages? Anyway. Uh, S- the- Sticky out bits. Sticky out bits, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Stroll didn't, when he hit the barriers once, he didn't then change the wing, I don't think, did he? No, he didn't change the wing. I, the I haven't looked today. into it. I don't think so, they didn't have time. Yeah, but That could have been a contributing factor to so Understeer at Turn 2 into the wall, but I haven't looked into it further to, to see. But you never know if there was a percentage difference and then, oh, it feels different, he's gone wide.
0: Mm. Alonzo was up to his old tricks also in qualifying. Outrageous, yeah. that was. Outrageous. Driving really slow. On his outlap and on his flying lap and mm. then coming towards turn 462 whatever it is. 15. <laughs> Fifteen. Fifteen. Turn 15. Um, He well he pulls a shoe marker and pretends that he's locked up the rear by turning in miles before the corner and misses it. Has to take this gate road and it means that everyone behind him can't improve. Uh, and I guess I'm through Q1 and Q2 which I immediately tweeted that's a penalty. Mm. But in the world of Formula 1, that's not a penalty. So I suppose it's hard to prove intent, but yeah, there is. He there is. No... no, it's not hard. You just watch he the had... video. Exactly. Mm. He had no ambition in making that corner.
2: So Julian Palmer, of all people, who works for Formula 1, did an excellent <laughs> video analysis of this, including uh, how Alonso is looking in his mirrors throughout the entire flying, flying lap, quote-unquote, and speaking to his uh, engineer on the radio, saying, "Who's behind me? And have they through yet to Q three? Uh, Q two or not?" So all of these things are like, "Well, that's guilty as anything, isn't it?" Mm-hmm. Um, and he wiggles the steering wheel like mad down to ten fifteen, but I think he gets away <laughs> with it because the data shows that he did break later than normal. Now mm-hmm. that's how Nico Rosberg got away with that. Uh, Ferrari at uh, Monaco by doing something similar. Remember when he was? Yes. Was it like 2014? Yeah. He set a quickest lap in qualifying. And went, oh no, I've gone down this skate road. Yeah. And the data showed <laughs> that he did break later. Therefore, oh, he's missed the breaking point, and that's ultimately what what got Alonso off here. I think. Uh, and the other weird thing as well, like Albon was obviously holding up at people with blue flags in the last race, didn't get a penalty, and now he's here complaining about someone else. It's a different scenario, <laughs> and that should not be part of the stewards' decision. But I no. did see some people online going, oh, he's one to talk. But I, yeah, I just yeah. thought it was really crafty. And I was trying to think for ages, why would he do it though? He's clearly got a car and he himself is quick enough to get through. But what they did is they put used tires on, mm. which were never going to be good enough. And that meant he saved the set for later on in the weekend.
1: Yeah.
2: By doing this. So it's clever, but it seems a bit excessive.
1: Yeah. And it has led to the, uh, I think it's the FIA, uh, looking at potentially giving out penalties for people causing yellow flags or red flags in qualifying but i'm not sure how that's going to be policed
2: i don't think you can give anyone a penalty for causing no. a yellow flag but if it's a red flag you can just strip them off the best time which yeah. other series do enforce mm. btcc does the same doesn't it i believe well oh, does it i don't know mm-hmm. for certain that the supercars in australia used to do yeah,
1: yeah.
0: I think the new rule should be uh, Fernando Alonso because you know, fine qualified. Yeah. <laughs> he gets disqualified because he's probably meant it. Yeah. Well, it was a it was a train in Monaco, but that was during the race,
2: so that was fine. But I thought yeah. this
0: was this one was too yeah too cheeky, too yep. cheeky for Fernando.
2: The other cheeky thing was remember was it Sochi was it last year the year before cutting the first chicane deliberately and practicing it was that Alonso. Yes, yeah, it was, not yeah. first circuit. Uh, second corner, but yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. The first type, yeah,
0: of... yeah. <laughs> on, uh, on his warm up laps,
2: yeah, yeah. I'm not taking
0: it. this corner, and then he didn't take that corner,
2: yeah. Now, well, the thing is, with these at the same time, part of me thinks, well, if that's the rule set, then aren't you employed to exploit them to the maximum? Mm. Is it's the con- but it's the spirit, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's I don't even really want to go into it much, but it's the whole pulpiting slash bouncing issue as well. About should, you know, oh, yeah. That's the same kind of thing, isn't it? Everyone's trying to exploit what they can and can't get away with.
0: Yep. Uh, The politics F1. Mm -hmm. If only people would just go out and race. Yeah. But, no, that would be too boring if they did that.
2: What are you going to talk about in between races?
0: (laughs) Exactly. What are they? What's Netflix going to be talking about? (laughs) You need to have Will Buxton looking sternly at a camera and State in the, obvious. the most obvious <laughs> Yeah, yeah. If you
2: lead a Formula 1 race, you'll win the Formula 1 race. <laughs>
0: yeah. Got to have all that going on, so you, you need a bit of the controversy. But qualifying, Charles Leclerc took pole from Sergio Perez, Max, and then Sainz. Hamilton was behind Gasly, so the Alfa were pretty decent here. Mm. Um, yeah, both Hasses, I think, were out in Q1 for the first time.
2: Has, by the way, going backwards quickly. Mm. But I would say it could just be track-dependent, but they haven't been sparkling for a while now. No, quite I mean, a few rounds. They haven't I don't know any what, updates. Is that what it is? So mm. There's been not a single update yet, right? That's, that's, um, it's all very well saving up your development tokens for this season, but then why aren't they using them this year as well? That's a bit strange.
1: Yeah, I think there's been issues with getting everything ready in time. So I think they're basically trying to get a bigger update. Later rather than smaller updates throughout, but whether that pays off or not, we'll have mm. to see.
2: I mean, Magnussen, yeah, Magnuson did have some pace during the race, didn't he? But mm. it's still not been still the last few races now. And part of me thinks, oh, are they reverted to type? Yeah, yeah,
0: because everyone around them starting to get their act together. Yep, uh, Joe out qualified bot ass as well, so that's probably.
1: There's a note from qualifying. Yeah, comfortably as well. Bottas even said, doesn't he, that he just couldn't compete with show around Baku, which I thought was quite a rather a humble thing for a racing driver to say.
2: It was really
0: good to show this weekend. Mm. They even they even put him back in front of Bottas during the race before they then had to retire again mm. for another problem. But yep. I thought I thought this was probably his best weekend so far. He's clearly getting more comfortable. Yeah, definitely. to actually,
2: find some pace. I think he's been good all year. Like, there's been times when he's been far behind Bottas, but you expect that. Yeah. If, as long as you show glimmers of of you, you can at least match a Formula One race winner. That's good for a debut season.
1: Definitely. Yeah. I didn't expect much of him this year, to be perfectly honest. But same, yeah. Same. He's uh, looking much better than
2: I thought he would. He's the Dexter Patterson of Formula One. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this new livery might have helped them. Oh. No, yeah, you
1: over they did for this race, Alpha. Yeah, man. they had. Did like have a bit of green on it? Italian flag, effectively. It was red, white, and green.
2: It could have been so uh, much nicer.
0: Yeah. well I didn't notice. So <laughs> it, exactly. <laughs> okay, worked. So race start. Perez gets up and turn one. Big walk we'll cut through clear. Um. So Sergio takes the lead and immediately flies off a couple of seconds ahead. Mm. Rest of the field, nothing really happens, which is strange for yeah. Baku. I think we're just missing Kimi being there, because normally <laughs> something manic happened around him.
1: Yeah. But it's because Ocon can't get close to Perez this year, so they can't smash into each other.
0: <laughs> yeah. There's, there's still hope. Alpine looked like they would be quick here mm. at various times, and then they're the quickest on the straight. I think Alonso was saying even with cars behind him who had DRS, he was still pulling away in the street. Yeah. Even when they had their DRS. Which is crazy. But I think they'd been quick all year in the straight line. Mm. They're just starting to get the rest of the car a bit better as well now. And then we had more bad luck for Carlos Sainz, who stopped on ah. lap 9 due to hydraulic failure. Which brought out the VSC, which allowed Charles to pit for hard tyres. Um... Mercedes stacked, which oh, allowed Vitality to get past Hamilton. Red Bulls decided to stay out, but if Carol size didn't have bad luck, he would have no luck.
1: Yeah. Mm. I just want to go and give him a hug, to be
0: honest. <laughs> it's been a disastrous start to his Ferrari year. Mm. Second year with Ferrari,
2: isn't it? Yeah. And yeah. so a good that. one yes, last year, but not this one. Not this one. It's uh Self-inflicted, some of it, and the other's like this well, it's just a really unlucky unfortunate. Yeah,
0: Ferrari have got some big problems on their hands with
2: Occupy.
1: Yeah.
2: It's starting to look a little bit ominous. I don't want to say it too early, but um, I think Red Bull have got it.
0: Yeah, it's looking that way. So both Red Bulls dropped behind McClure after the eventually stopped, but then lap 20, McClure's engine blows in the main street. So there was four Ferrari cars out this weekend with engine problems. Yeah, were well, they all throw engines? Yeah, Magnus and Joe look and signs all out with engine problems. Such was all different, apparently. Wasn't they? Yeah, true. Uh, true. Yeah. This was hydraulics. Mm. The rest were, I think, were engine. Mm-hmm. Steve Bidolla says he would rather have a quick car that's unreliable than a reliable yes. car that's slow, but I agree with you him. Still, mm-hmm. You still don't get points for either, so...
1: Yeah, I suppose it is easier to... Uh, get Reliability back than get performance back, but
2: yeah, or to make a driver who's really quick and crashes to stop crashing, then uh-huh. make a slow driver. Uh, uh, yeah, I've got confused with my own uh, analogy <laughs> yes. there. So. I know what, what you mean. mean. Though. Yeah, I'll move on quick.
0: It's such a turnaround though, because it's starting the year it was Red Bull engines mm. that were going left right, and center, and all of a sudden it's now Ferrari.
1: So, yeah, they could still <laughs> all turn around.
2: Yeah, uh, it's far too early in the year because it's such a long year. But it's not ideal, is it?
0: Fatel then tried to put a move on Ocon on it, turned free, but he overcooked it. Manages to keep out the barrier, going on the escape road, and made a beautiful recovery.
1: Yeah. It was worth it just, just for that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Did an immediate donut, no stopping at all, but then he did almost wipe out uh, <laughs> Tsunoda, I think, yeah. and rejoin.
2: Also, his rear wing was, like, again, there was no gap between mm. the rear wing and the wall, or the tyre stack, or whatever was just sticking out there. No. A real shame because right. I actually think he would have been, well, at least fifth without that. Yeah. With the exception of that
1: moment, he had a really good race.
2: Mm. I think Mark Webber yeah. made a really good point that his driving style and car setup philosophy, I suppose, or a combination has always nailed a 90-degree corner. When there were teammates, apparently, he could never get near Vettel if the track had 90-degree corners. Mm. And yeah. this is this is full of them. But unfortunately, they said that, and then uh, Vettel went off straight away. But, <laughs> yeah. but it, like, if you look at the gap between Vettel and Stroll this weekend, it's monumental. Yeah, it's a chasm.
0: Yeah, I think Lance Stroll's standing in really showed up this year. Mm-hmm. I don't think we can say Vettel's been driving exceptionally well. He's been driving pretty no. well, mm-hmm. and he's banking them.
2: But and also he's banking. But for after a torrid start to the year. I mean Australia, for example, didn't he crash every session or something? But that was his first race back after COVID. Yeah, it's difficult, but the, uh, the for that car P six is and fighting for fifth and fourth so far is unprecedented, isn't it? Yeah,
0: well, it is a new car, which is a
2: oh yeah, the Red Bull a, copy And oh, a, 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 yeah.
0: a Red Bull imitation, but one of the drivers is taking advantage of it.
2: But another one isn't exactly and this is what we're talking about Haas' strong start fading mm-hmm. away it's going to be Aston Martin now who seemed to be on the ascendancy getting all those points and they might finish ahead of him again
0: well, that's the big thing about Haas Schumacher having such a bad start to the season it felt like Haas needed to take the opportunity then oh, yeah. 100%. points, and he's still not scored
2: he might not know, um, you never know, because the car might not be advancing as quick as it needs to
0: exa- be. Exactly, so they missed a chance to have two cars in the top ten, possibly, which is going to be a, a big ball for them, going forward in the year. Uh, Max then took the lead to Perez, who he was just quicker than him, had a better car set-up apparently, mm-hmm. and Red Bull told Sergio not to fight it. So Max takes the lead. Uh, McLaren had a bit of dispute between the two drivers, Ricardo wanted past Norris in the first stint because he was quicker, and then Norris went past Ricardo in the second stint, and neither of that happened. Yeah.
2: Ricardo, though, at one point has DRS. He's basically passed. Oh, he's not passed. That's exaggeration. If he kept going and didn't back out at one point, mm-hmm. he's through on the inside to turn one, but he did definitely back out deliberately. So he did save Norris's bacon at that point.
3: Yeah. And- yeah I think not
2: understand- Ricardo fighting back again, uh, you know, comparable with Norris throughout the race and qualifying just there thereabouts. You know, we're talking about his career being over, and then this is a fighting spirit for this round at least. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah,
0: definitely. It's just uh, for a uh, uh, McLaren seem to be a bit cautious during the races with their strategy. Mm. You'd have thought they would have released Ricardo in the first stint. Yeah, I think so. And then released Norris in the second stand with refresh mediums, but. Again, second reason that all they're just banking the points.
2: I think if they released Ricardo in the first stint, I don't think Norris would be near him in the second stint. Hmm.
0: No. It seems weird that you'd compromise someone who got more pace just to keep trying to have Lando in front of Alonso, which he was nowhere near done.
1: Yeah, it wasn't even close, was it? It was something like eight no. seconds behind. <laughs> yeah. When it all settled he- down, so it was clear that it wasn't going to happen.
0: It just. Uh... It seems like McLaren need to be a bit sharper but they're just trying to take what they can get in the moment.
3: Mm.
0: So no one does rear wing there and snaps in half <laughs> and Tower break it at the duct tape which apparently is okay.
1: I cannot believe that car was not black flagged.
2: In the uh, world of Formula 1 it's weird isn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean it, it turned out to be quite a secure fix. It lasted the race <laughs> but I can't believe that they took the risk of it not just flying off into someone
2: else. Did you see the onboard shot when it broke? Like only one half went up, was it? Yes. Yeah. That was dodgy to start with
1: because I saw in one of the um, replays or back-facing views two laps or so before that you could see the actuator was flipping up and down.
2: Ah, I didn't spot Um,
1: that. Except I I didn't realize what it was at that point. I was just like, "What's that hanging off the top of the rear wing?" (laughs) And then they then showed the second replay of it
2: snapping itself in half. Not ideal, but yeah. Well, okay. Well, the uh, sticky tip worked. Yeah tell you what it didn't work turns out our curtain rail was broken <laughs> unbeknownst to us this morning i went to open the curtains downstairs and it, it, it fell off in my hand because the sticky tape that was been in there for i don't know 10 years before we bought the house <laughs> finally failed brilliant Screw when that happens yeah, yeah you need formula one spec duct tape i don't have the alpha tori tip <laughs> Uh
0: well, probably fine where well, Nicholas Latifi picked up a bunch of penalties. He got think, a a stop go penalty for a start infringement where the mechanic touched his car.
2: Obvious. I don't
0: know. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't I didn't get it 'cause before the formation lap the mechanic decided to go back to the car and push him back in his box. But it's like it's a formation lap.
1: Yeah, I didn't understand that. Yeah. He's
0: gonna go go in a second. Mm. So got to oh, yeah. stop go. And then he got a five-second penalty for like Norman Boothwise because he decided he was going to give uh, Gasly uh, the DRS when he was Gasly was fighting
2: out one. Is it is it time for a conspiracy theory? They want rid of Latifi, so they just deliberately ruined his race. Quite possibly. <laughs> is that too far? <laughs> but the room- rumours are that hmm. after you.
1: Uh, Oscar Piastri,
2: apparently it's already signed as well. If you believe yeah. some sources.
1: Some of the rumours say he's going to join mid season, but I can't see that one happening unless Latino really does something bad. Wow. But yeah. um, Anyway. Oscar Piastri and Renault engines.
2: Well, that would make sense. Mm. Renault desperately needs another engine partner, don't they? Mm -hmm. And it seems to be quite good so far this season. Exactly,
0: yeah. And Mercedes has said they need to get rid of an engine partner Mm -hmm. going forward because they don't them any money anymore. Yep. So. It would make sense. Yeah. Any more from Baku for you guys? The the big talking point was the prison and the bouncing, which gave Hamilton and Ricardo sore backs. I would you say see them it. both crawling at the car mm. in pain, but.
2: Superb drive from both Mercedes drivers, I thought. Mm. Yeah. Um. On one small point, which I heard, I think it was Andrew Van Leeuwen, the Australian journalist. He <laughs> said that. Uh. George Russell, you know, there's a whole debate of, oh, George Russell is smashing Lewis Hamilton. But you have to think that this car seems to be very average or very difficult to drive to extract the performance. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what George has had to do for three years in a row Yeah, in the Williams, whereas Lewis has had, I'm not saying it's easy, but he's clearly had a very good car, and now mm-hmm. he's got one you need to extract, and maybe there's just time to adjust to the actually how much you have to do to ring it, yeah. it out. But yeah, he it, it still did really well through that race to get fourth. Mm. From was it eighth and yeah, downside qualif was qualifying eighth, that's his fault, but still very good. But yeah, just seeing how their backs were hurting. Oh, there's some onboard shots, not just the backs as well, right? Where the bouncing is just crazy yeah. at that circuit.
1: The amount their heads are flying about, I'm surprised they can see any of the corners.
2: Just makes you think there's going to be long term damage to all these drivers in 10 years' time. Mm. You know, what's the thing they call I can't remember what they call it, but in NFL. Uh, they have these head injuries that start cropping up 10 years later. And it's, CTE. Yeah. I'm not saying it's that, but there's got to be something for back-related problems, you know.
1: Yeah. i was the theory Ralph Schumacher came out with that um, Hamilton's seat position may have something to do with why he's being affected more.
2: Oh, interesting. Uh, he doesn't know. not seen he that.
1: He said if Hamilton has a slightly more upright position in the car, he would have more pressure on the back, pop, um, excuse me, on ah. the base of his spine. Right. But it's just a theory. Yeah. It's a big hoo-ha over the weekend,
0: and everyone's asking, everyone part of Red Bull is asking the FIA to look at changing the rules to try and help it. Mm. Part of me Kenny, just goes, well, Red Bull managed to design around it, why can't you? Uh, but then another part of me goes, that amount of bouncing, it's not just bad for your back, it's terrible for your brain health, because mm. the heads will be shaking that much as well, and that's that's horrific for long-term brain injuries.
2: What would they, yeah? What would they do to change it? But what but increase the minimum a minimum ride height or something like this? Yeah, minimum ride other. height and
0: yeah. And George has been
1: asking for active suspension. Mm-hmm. Oh well, that's Obviously.
2: yeah. But that's such an expensive, crazy thing that's not going to happen overnight.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was rumored to be like a, a standard active suspension across all the cars, but I can't see how that can work with all the cars being totally different.
2: Yeah, not no. sh- not sure about that one.
0: No. Some some of the analysis after this is interesting because it looked like actually Mercedes were running a car lower than Red Bull. And mm. mm. Red Bull had less of an issue. So it's like Mercedes seemed to have pushed it too far to try and get performance. So again, it's up to the teams to choose the balance and if they want the FI to step in they'll need to put
1: on it. Yeah, I'm with you on that. So, any more for you guys? No, that covers it for me.
2: Nothing for me, I just think it was a not Particularly exciting Baku uh, Azerbaijan Grand Prix this time mm-hmm. around No safety
0: cars. Good no, only virtuals Yeah, no. which is mad.
2: When I was playing the F1 Manager game recently, they have safety cars and red flags factored in based on historical stats. So there were a lot of them, but they're gonna have to change. They're gonna have to change that now. <laughs> yeah, based on yeah. this one.
1: Yeah.
0: So we're in Canada this weekend. Nice. My favourite track,
1: same for me.
2: Two Canadian drivers are they going to get in a podium? No. <laughs> No. no.
1: Are they gonna end up and in this... Q2? No. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's also enjoyable as well because it's an evening race for us here. Qualifying finds on nine at night, at night ah. and the race is on at seven at night. So Brilliant. We get a nice and we get a nice evening race, which is always enjoy.
2: Yeah. Oh, but it means for those without Sky you have to wait till what three AM to watch it. That's a good but, point. Bummer.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Shame for you. Not for me, it's a shame for you. Yeah, I'm good. I have someone else's Sky Go, so it's fine. So, So, that's all. We'll then see you next week for the Canadian Grand Prix. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Nick. Thank you you very much.
2: And we'll see you next week.
1: See
2: you later. Au revoir. Is that what they say in Canada?